And now, another timely and powerful message from Pastor Emmanuel Williams and Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee. This morning, I want to take a little time to speak about the importance of the Holy Spirit in these last days. I mean, that was not necessarily my entire topic, but I feel the Lord is leading me to do that. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you give me 30, 35 minutes, I'll be done. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Acts chapter 8, quickly. Acts chapter 8. Mm -hmm. Acts chapter 8. I'm going to preach just the last half of my sermon. And I'll preach the other half next week. Amen. The importance of the Holy Spirit in these last days. In the importance to be led by the Holy Spirit in these last days. The Bible tells us in Acts chapter 8 verse 14. Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that the Samaritans had received the word of God. Can you say they were saved? They received the word of God. The Samaritans, they did Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. Mm -hmm. That's what they did. They made a profession of faith. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says when they made a profession of faith, this is what happened. They sent unto them Peter and John. So Philip preached. The word went. The Bible says it never returns void. It always accomplishes that it was sent to and it prospers in the thing or the heart in which it is sent to. Philip preached. Jesus was magnified. Amen. The Holy Spirit came in. That's what good preaching does. Good preaching magnifies Jesus. It gives the Holy Spirit a chance to come in to unlock, unlock or open hearts. Mm -hmm. So he preached, the hearts were opened, and the Bible says they received the word of the Lord. They made a profession of faith. You don't have to agree. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, you don't have to break down everything for people. Amen? You just got to... Sometimes when you and I, we have matured, you don't need everything broken down to its lowest common denominator. Mm -hmm. You need to move on. You don't need milk now and then. Amen. Some milk is okay for a little while, but sometimes we need some steak. Uh-huh. Glory be to God. So when the Bible says here that they receive the word of the Lord, it means that they made a profession of faith. Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. Can you go quickly to Romans chapter 10 and let's look at verse 9 quickly. Let me, let me explain what has happened because sometimes it says, If thou shalt confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus. Philip preached what? The Lord Jesus. Amen. Hearts were opened and then they got saved. They made a profession of faith. Right here, they confessed the Lord Jesus with their mouth and they believed him in their hearts. And as a result, what happened? The Bible says, when you do that, you shall be saved. That's what happened. They were saved. Praise the Lord. And the Bible says, when they got saved, they were baptized. Amen. That was the other half of my message, but I'll preach it next week. They got saved and they were baptized. Philip baptized them. Amen. And then that was not all. Can you say that's not all? <laughs> the truth is we have too many churches saved and baptized only. Not filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> ah, glory be to Jesus. Now I'm going to say something brothers and sisters. It may be new to you this morning. And I'm going to be very forthright. Praise God. This is post COVID. And you got to be honest with people. You got to stay with the book. 
and be honest with people. Amen. Can you say stay with the book? Yeah, stay with the book. So we're going to stay with the book. They made a profession of faith. They got saved. What happened after that was verses 14. Philip recognized that that was not enough. Uh-huh. Now, if you want to go to heaven right away, if the goal is to get you and I to go to heaven, as soon as we get saved, death, just go home. But that's not the goal. The goal is to stay on earth and to become little Jesuses. And that you cannot do without the empowerment of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> you, you, you need help to evolve into a little Jesus. So being, making a profession of faith uh -huh, and being baptized is not all. Say you need more. Yeah, yeah. Say we need more. We need to be baptized in the Holy Ghost. We need to be what? We need to give Jesus a chance to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. You say, I, I, say, I say give Jesus a chance to baptize us in the Holy Ghost. Because we were told that Jesus is the one. When John the Baptist came on the scene, Lord, the verse just slipped me. He said, he said, I am. He said, there is one coming after me who's greater than I am. He said, whose shoes latch it. I'm not even worthy to tie. Lord, I give you praise. He said, when he comes, he's going to what? Baptize you in the Holy Ghost and fire. I didn't say that. He said that. He said somewhere in Luke 23 or 323. I, I, I can't recall, but it's somewhere in there. Amen. He said, when he comes, he's going to do what? Baptize you in the and with Fire. who's baptizing who in the Holy Ghost? Jesus, Jesus is baptizing Christians in the Holy Ghost. after the Holy Spirit baptizes us in the body of Christ. Ah, God, when you made a profession of faith, are you getting me, brothers and sisters? You experience First Corinthians chapter twelve, verse thirteen. It says we've all been baptized into one. You, you got to see that. I, God, I give you praise. I need you to see what's happening to the saints in Samaria. What is not clearly explained. It's not overtly explained, but it can be deduced. Yeah. Huh? Are you with me, saints? So the saints in Samaria got saved. When they got saved, the Holy Spirit took them and immersed them in the body of Christ. Can somebody say that's, that's wonderful? That's what, now you have what I call fire insurance. Amen. Praise the Lord. You cannot go to hell. Amen. You are now a bona fide member of the body of Christ. For by one spirit are we all what? The word baptized means here we are now immersed. So the Holy Spirit takes you from darkness uh, and he immerses you into the body of Christ. Amen. Now you become God's property for real. Can somebody say we thank God for that? Okay. So baptize into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be and have all been made to drink into one spirit. That's it. One spirit. So this is a baptism into the body of Christ. That's not baptism into the Holy Ghost. Well, let me... Well. I'm, I'm making a point here. Are you with me? Because I'm about to show you something that, that we need, brothers and sisters, to embrace. I know there's a lot of, uh, um, a lot of talk against it. And, and it's, not, it's not fully embracing Christendom as should. And I think that's our major problem. 
I think sometimes we get so smart that God cannot use us. Sometimes we behave like we are smarter than God. Mm -hmm. So the Bible says here that the Samaritans got saved. The Holy Spirit came and took them. Uh -huh. their, their spirits were animated. When they did Romans chapter 9 verse 10, their spirits came alive. Are you with me? That old Adamic spirit. Uh-huh. Are you with me, saints? Oh, blessed be the passed away. They now have the spirit of the Son of God. The Holy Ghost came, take it, and immerses it in the body of Christ. All that happens in the spirit, you don't feel, you don't feel a thing. <laughs> All that's in, we don't feel a thing. All that's happening. And then now he's in us, he needs to come upon us to empower us. Mm-hmm. Because he doesn't need to stay in, he needs to come out. Mm-hmm. So that's what the, the apostles knew. That's what Philip knew. That's what Philip got. Mm -hmm. That is why the Bible says when Philip, when Simon the sorcerer got saved, he stayed with Philip. He kept looking at the power he saw. He kept saying, man, I need that power. I need that power. This is more power than I thought I had. And so the apostles came down into, came down to Samaria. Notice what they did. The Bible says they didn't preach anymore. They didn't, did they preach? No, they didn't preach. What they, they went straight to work. The Bible says, Now when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John. Notice there's a colon. He's going to elaborate. Why? The Bible says, Who, when they came down, that's Peter and John, when they came down, prayed, what did they do? Prayed for whom? The Samaritans. Prayed for them. Mm -hmm. And he's going to tell you what they did. He's going, the Bible is going to unfold that they might receive what? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Didn't they receive the word of God? Were they not saved? Didn't the Holy Spirit take them and immerses them in the body of Christ? And yet still they need to receive what? Because spirit lead me. <laughs> spirit what? Mm -hmm. That's what we need. The leading of the Holy Ghost. And we need to emphasize that for the last six months of the year. Because next year is going to start over. Next year everything is going to, exp everything is going to just um, unfold. Next year is a big, 2023 is a big year. You may not feel what's going on, but I told you that the Spirit of God is hovering over us, waiting for us to move so he can empower us. I remember that I was praying, I was praying and God said to me, I am looking for the feet of some people to magnify. You remembered Jerusalem was surrounded and there were three lepers out of the city gate and they couldn't go. In Jerusalem, because they, 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 were, they were lepers. The law says you had to be, you had to be excommunicated. And so they were out there. The Assyrians surrounded Jerusalem. Nobody can go in, nobody can go out. Amen? The, the army of the enemy surrounded God's people. And there were three lepers who got hungry. They said, if we stay here, we're going to die. If we go forward, we might die. Or not. So I'm going to take a chance. And the Bible says, as they move forward towards the enemy, God magnified their steps. 
Hallelujah. And when he magnified the steps, the Assyrians said, Oh, oh, the Israelites have hired another army to join them. And they are coming to take us out. And God said to me, son, I'm looking for some feet to magnify. I'm looking for some steps to magnify for the last six months of the year. And I came to ask you, will your step be one of the steps? Will your feet be one of the feet God can use to magnify? Amen? Amen. To move his kingdom forward. To head in his direction. They were sitting down doing nothing. Like many of us are sitting down now. Doing nothing. But as soon as they begin to move in the direction... <laughs> the Holy Ghost joined them uh -huh, and magnified their steps. That is what the apostles knew. They knew the power of the Holy Spirit. They knew you and I, it's impossible to live the Christian life on your own. Since it is impossible to live the Christian life on your own. You need the empowering, the leading of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. And so the apostles came down. And the Bible said they prayed for them. That's what they did. Prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Notice it says might. Because not everybody you pray for is going to receive it. Amen. Some people have been, some people have been taught against. Uh -huh. Some people have been taught against. Let me say it a third time to double down. Some people have been taught against being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because they've seen abuses of it. Let me say that. They've seen abuses of it. And so because of that, they have decided to stay away from being baptized in the Holy Ghost. They won't give Jesus a chance to baptize them in the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Why? Because of their own skepticism. Additionally, they've heard their man of God or their woman of God talk against baptizing in the Holy Ghost. Let me say it a second time to double down. They have heard their man of God and their woman of God talk against the Holy Ghost. Talk against being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Are you with me, saints? Don't look at me like I'm talking French. I have heard it. I have sat down in congregations where preachers talk against speaking in tongues. That's fine. Disinheriting the saints. Right. One of the most powerful things you can do, brothers, is being baptized in the Holy Ghost. Yes. To live a spirit-led life. Yes. Now, I wouldn't be where I am without living a spirit-led life. And what did they do? That's why I tell you, God has a way of ensuring that the sons... <laughs> I don't even have to think about that now. Because he's in control. Amen. That they might receive the Holy Ghost. Because not everybody's going to receive it. Some people. Mm -hmm, skeptics. And some people. Because their leaders. Have more degree than a thermometer. They choose to listen to them. Amen. But as we said. We are going to stay with what? The book. Stay with the book. Don't let anybody explain away anything to you. You stay with the book. Let me show you brothers and sisters. What you need to keep in mind. As you move towards the end of the year. There's going to come a day according to second. I'm talking too fast because I have so much in my mind. Let me slow down. There's going to come a day. Second Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10 says. We all must come before the judgment seat of Christ. You have that exhibit I send? No, it didn't come through? The exhibit of the judgment of Christ. There's going to come a day when you 
and I are the only one who's going to stand before God. Let me share with you. Let me say this. Let me, let me, you hear me. There's going to come a day when you and you alone mm -hmm, is going to come before Christ. And the books will be opened. Your boo won't be there. Thank God for wives. Amen. Thank God for husbands. Your kids won't be there. Thank God for kids. Your man of God won't be there. Your woman of God won't be there. And by no reason I'm asking you to disrespect preachers. No. I'm just telling you brothers. Stay with the book. That's all I'm saying. Stay with the what? That's all I'm saying. Stay with the book. Nobody will be there but you. The Bible says for we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And everyone that everyone may receive the things they do in their body. You and only you have to appear there. And brothers and sisters I'm telling you. You and I need to take our responsibility for our Christian growth. Take responsibility for our Christian growth. Stay with the book. Stay with the book. They came down, laid hands that they might receive the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. Notice the sentence hasn't ended. Still continuing. There's a, there's a colon. For as yet, he was not fallen upon them. Listen, listen. I thought the Bible says they received the word of God. That's, that's what the Bible says. They received the word of God. They were baptized. But as yet the Holy Ghost has not, had not yet fallen on them. And the reason why we are told so is because it is important. Can I, can I push the envelope further? I believe the reason why the body of Christ capitulated during COVID is because we were not together on receiving the power of the Holy Ghost. You got it. You got it. And something worse than COVID is on the horizon. I didn't say that. The Bible says that in the latter days, it is going to get worse. Yeah. And you still have people playing with the church and playing with, with the children of God. When we come to church, we come to hear a word from the Lord. And we need to live equipped, not confused. It breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. You, it breaks my heart. Mm -hmm. When people of God leave the assembly of God confused. And you get what I'm saying? And so that's why we are going through the Bible. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. And then what you do, you go home as a Berean. And search the scriptures. To ensure that the things I say correlates with the Bible beautifully. You do like the Berians. The Berians went home and they searched the scripture. They, <laughs> and the Bible said because they do that, they were more noble than the others. God honored that effort. So here we are. Let's see what happened here. And we are told... Uh, then th this is what prayed means. I love the Bible. The Bible gives you a theme and then the Holy Spirit, he, un he, un he, un he unfolds it. That's beautiful. Yeah. Wow. There's order. There's a thought. There's a complete thought. Mm? Sometimes one sentence, one sentence is five verses. Ah. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. Are you getting me? The Bible says here now, notice it's continuing to unfold what prayer means. Uh, verse, verse 7, then laid their hands on what? 
On them, verse 17, sorry, verse 17 says, Then they, that is Peter and John, laid hands on them. What did they do? They what? Hands on them. That's the doctrine given to us in Hebrews chapter 6. You don't have to turn there. It's the doctrine of laying on of hands. And in the doctrine of laying on of hands, that's how you transfer power and authority. God ordained that doctrine. That's why the Bible says, let no man lay hands on you because they are giving you what they have and God knows what they have. Hallelujah. Come on now. Are you getting what I'm saying, saints? So, 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 so the Bible says the apostles, they came down and what they did is they what? Laid hands on them. And when they laid hands on them, what did they, re what happened? They received the Holy Ghost. They received the Holy Now the kingdom of God is a kingdom that's evidenced based. Our faith is not a faith without evidence. You don't just say you receive the spirit and have no signs. I'm trying to get this somewhere. Are you with me? That is why Jesus stayed on earth 40 days after he resurrected to give them infallible proof. Evidence without a doubt. The Christian faith is a faith that's based on evidence. It's a faith that's based on show me. <laughs> Don't just tell me, check it by faith. Faith without works is dead. Show me some works. <laughs> oh, glory be to God. I love the Christian faith because it's based on evidence. Mm -hmm. God doesn't want you to just believe without sight. No, the devil is a liar. You may hear it elsewhere. That's not God. That's why in the Christian life, the Bible is written, the entire book of Ephesians, and most of the promises of that Bible is written in what tense? What tense? What tense? Most of the promises. All right, let me just break it down. The whole. Yeah, sorry. I, th I think, I, I, think I, I talk too quick. I'm trying my best. Amen. I got 14 things going through my mind. The entire, in the Bible, the promises of God is written in the past tense. It's a done deal. The entire book of Ephesians is written in the past tense. It is a what? Done deal. Because God is a spirit and he moves in the spirit realm. When you pray, he delivers in the spirit. Now it's your responsibility to make it appear in this physical realm. But as far as daddy has concerned, he provided it already. Uh, amen. It's not when you see it, you receive it. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> the Bible says, that's why the Bible says in, in Mark eleven twenty three, when you pray, believe. You receive it and then you shall. Believe because it's been provided already, especially if it's in the will of God. No, don't you have, don't you ask God for two, three Cadillacs? And <laughs> why is that in God's will? Four, five Cadillacs just to come around showing you. I got a good. I got a, 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 to be boastful. I got a couple of cars here. Are you getting what I'm saying? That is not in God's will. Mm -hmm. But if you, if, if, if the Bible says in. 
Second Corinthians 120 in, in him, in Christ, all the promises. Ah, yes, and all of them. Promises of healing. If you're looking for a spouse, that's a good thing. Are you with me? That's in the Bible. Glory be. That's in the promise. Amen. If you're looking to be a better, a better Christian, just a better person, to become an asset, mm -hmm, to promote the cause of God, that's something good. The Holy Ghost can join you in that. Amen. No, there's nothing wrong in, in wanting five, six cars. If you can pay the insurance. <laughs> Amen. Glory be to God. You know, get at it. God don't care if you have two, three planes, 49 cars. God cares about the soul because guaranteed that will not come behind your hearse. <laughs> guaranteed. Amen. So the best thing to do is will it over to the church. <laughs> Bless the house of God. Amen. Send your treasure before you. <laughs> <laughs> Let me share this with you, brothers and sisters. I am so vested in the church because in the body of Christ, yeah, because Jesus started the church. Jesus started it. The church is an initiative of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to use my time, talent, and resources to support the church because Jesus started the church. And the devil has a plan to undermine the church. And unfortunately, some of us in the church join him. Let me say that slowly. Unfortunately, some of us in the church would have joined the devil to take out the church. Well, I have news for you, the Bible. I have news for you. Jesus said, on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. Not in this house. You better believe it. That's the word of God. It doesn't matter how much you come against the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be able to come across another church and mess it up, but not the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. Okay, so the Bible says, verse 17, then laid their hands on them and they received what? The Holy Ghost. And when Simon saw, now listen, we are not told what Simon saw. But he saw something because the Christian life is based on evidence. Simon saw something that convinced him that is power. These people are, something happened. There was a transfer. We are not told what, but we can speculate because there are instances in the Bible of how people reacted when they received the Holy Ghost. Can we, can we investigate? Can we, is that alright if we investigate? Amen. So those of you who are skeptics. Mm -hmm. And those of you who would not submit to Jesus and let him baptize you in the Holy Ghost because of your man of God or because of your woman of God. Amen. Listen to what the Bible has to say. Amen. There it is. Can you go to, let's go to Acts chapter 2 verse 4. That's on the day when the apostles got filled, well, not the apostles, but the 120 who was in the upper room. Let us see what happened when they received the Holy Ghost. Amen. Because Simon saw something. And in this world, you cannot just tell people, I received the Holy Ghost. Let me see. Well, give me some evidence. Amen. So the Bible says here, and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and began to do what? 
with other. The word other here means different. The word tongues here means languages. And you know from Acts chapter, and Acts, you know from Acts chapter 2 what happened was they, God enabled them to speak different languages. French, Spanish, and you know, put, you know. Yeah, any language and the Holy Ghost did that think about it these men did not go to school to learn any language think, think of the power you did not sit to get a degree in French and immediately when you get empowered you're able to speak French fluently think about it Bezaliel in Exodus chapter 31 verse 3 had not been to engineering school. Bezaliel, are you with me? The Bible says God told Moses, I have, you got to see, I tell you the Holy Ghost. He said, you, can you go to Exodus chapter 31 verse 3? Moses was looking for an architect to build a temple. The tabernacle, are you with me? He was looking for a man to construct the tabernacle. And God tell him, I got an answer. I'm going to fill somebody with the Holy Ghost. He said, I have filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom and in understanding and in knowledge and in all manner of what? I have made him an engineer overnight. Glory to God. I hear people say, well, I can't. I agree, I can't, I can't, I just, I just get a headache and I just stay quiet and I just smile. <laughs> and I just move on. I know they're in the flesh. They haven't crossed over. Let me, let me tell you, when you cross over, you speak differently. You are slow to speak and quick to hear. That's right. Yeah, 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 you do. Because you know in the kingdom realm, talking is powerful. That's right. James chapter 3 tell you, just like a sheep has a small rudder and it can change the ship's direction, so to your tongue can change the direction of your life. And brother, when you understand how the spirit realm works, you're very careful what you say. You've, you've, you, you are not quickly to say, I can't. No, 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 no. It doesn't come from your mouth that quick. Now you getting me sense? That's what the Bible says. The Bible says that when they received the Holy Ghost, Acts chapter 2, they spoke in other tongues. I show you from the Old Testament what happened when Bezaliel, because the Holy Ghost is not only operational in the New Testament. He was, he's always been, always been operational. He came over Samson. Samson took out an entire city gate. Uh-huh. The Holy Ghost. Are you with me? Then, then, then he, when he came on Saul, Saul prophesied somewhat so people begin to say, is Saul a prophet? So I'm showing you what happened when the Holy Ghost comes on people. There's evidence. Saul who was scared, you remembered, hiding when he got empowered with the Holy Ghost. In 1 Samuel chapter 10 verse 10, he began to prophesy and express himself and praise God and begin to sing. And people say, wow. And when they came thither to the hill, behold, a company of prophets met him. And the Spirit of God, can you say the Holy Ghost? came upon him and he prophesied among them. Can you go to verse 11? And it came to pass when all that knew him before time saw that, behold, he prophesied among the prophets. Then the people said to one another, what is this that is common to the son of Kish? Is Saul also among the prophets? 
No, the Holy Ghost came on Saul. And because he cannot box the Holy Ghost, he uses you in whatsoever capacity he so desires. So if you need to prophesy, you will prophesy. If you need to lay hands, you will lay hands. If you need to encourage... <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, that's a good thing to do. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Next week, I'm going to give you an opportunity. Amen. To, for those of you who, have, who cannot speak in tongues. And you've been afraid of speaking in tongues. Because your man of God. Or your woman of God. Have discouraged you. Mm-hmm. Glory be to Jesus. I have evidence of the importance of speaking in tongues. Mm -hmm. I have what evidence? In 2004, God woke me up 3 o'clock and said, Son, it's time to send Judah first. He said, it's time to send the praise up. 3 o'clock in the morning. Amen. Spoken tongues from 3 to 6. I didn't know what the Holy Ghost woke me up to do. And then he said, at 6, at six I asked him, what have you praying? What? Why do you have me up praying all night? He said, your son, the devil is after your son. My wife was pregnant. Are you with me, saints? Well, I, then I, I prayed from 3 to 6, but from 6 to 7, I really prayed. <laughs> Are you getting what I'm saying? He, I have proof. Every time I look at him, I thank God for speaking in tongues. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, let's see what happened. Acts chapter 10. Can you go to Acts chapter 10? While Peter yet spake, that is what's happening at the house of Cornelius. Yes. At the house of Cornelius. Yes, uh -huh. The Bible says, while Peter yet spake. So God came up to Peter the day before. God, Peter went upon the, uh, upon the rooftop. And Peter is meditating. He's hungry, they're cooking, they're cooking. Downstairs, he's on the rooftop, relaxing before he goes down to have a good meal. I saw a good meal. And, and he went into a trance. Amen. And the Bible says he saw a shit. Being lowered from heaven with all types of animals. You see, Peter is saved, but he's still a racist. Yes. <laughs> Can we be honest? Yes. Let me tell you. Glory be. Peter is saved, but he's still a racist. He doesn't want to deal with Gentiles. He doesn't want to deal with them. We call them unsaved. Yeah. He doesn't want. So God brought a shit down to him. God is trying to set the man free. Amen. Because God needs him to come out of that mindset. Because you were born to reach the world. You cannot be a racist and was born to reach the world. And so, <laughs> since we said it's post-COVID, we got to be honest. Amen. We cannot make everything smooth anymore. <laughs> is that all right? Yeah. So the shit is coming out and Peter, the voice came from heaven and said, Peter, kill and eat. Peter said, not so, Lord. I've never eaten anything unclean. And God said to him, bro, don't call anything I've created unclean. Say it again. Anything. Hallelujah. Anything I created. Yeah. <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. The shit was taken back up. Amen. A couple of minutes after that, an entourage came from Cornelius' house to Peter's house. And they, say, they said, Peter, God told Cornelius to come to you. Amen. So you can come over 
<laughs> to preach and teach. Because Cornelius, his giving, can you say giving? Yes. Went up before God as a memorial. Uh, God, I give you praise. There are some people talking against giving. I'm going to come on Facebook tomorrow to address it. Yes, I am. Are you with me? The Bible said the man gave so much, it came up to God as a memorial. God said, I cannot look over that sacrifice, that gift of giving. So, 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 Peter said, well, now I see what God is doing. <laughs> Amen. He's not only a God of the Jews. He's a God of the Gentiles. So Peter was wise. Peter said, well, let me, let, let me get the going. Amen. Because God is in this. <laughs> oh, glory be to Jesus. So, <laughs> Peter arrives at Cornelius' house. He began to preach. And he has an entourage with him. Can you say entourage? Peter, he brought, he, already, he brought some Jews with him. Because they're watching to see, is God also the God of the Gentiles? And I thought he was our God. I thought we had a monopoly on God. Nobody has a monopoly on God. <laughs> Glory be to God. And so the Bible says, while Peter began to... Right here, that's where we are now. Acts 10, 44. While Peter yet spake these words, what happened? The Holy Ghost fell on them. You, you, you. God, I give you praise. All of the Gentiles in Cornelius' house. They, they had not even made a profession of faith. Oh, God, I give you praise. You. <laughs> Woo! They haven't said Romans 10, 9 and 10. God said, forget it, let me fast forward. <laughs> This is not about Peter, this is about me. I just needed a glove to wear. Let me wear the glove. And God just came, the Holy Ghost came down. And guess what? Let's see what happened when the Holy Ghost came. It's one thing to say the Holy Ghost came and move on. It's another thing to talk about the evidence. Let's look at the evidence. Uh-huh. And the Holy Ghost fell on them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision, the Jews which accompanied Peter, his entourage. Hear what they're going to say. Which believed, were astonished. Uh-huh. As many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the, how did they know that? For they heard them speaking what? They heard the Gentiles speaking with tongues. So what God is using? He's using tongues to equalize the playing field. Uh-huh. He's saying tongues are only for Jews. No, 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 no. It is only for the Gentiles also. It is for those who make a profession of faith. There was evidence that they received the Holy Ghost. They heard them speaking in tongues. And they, that wasn't a different language. That wasn't the same tongues they spoke in, in Acts chapter 2. No, no, they spoke, what they were doing here is speaking the heavenly language. It is called unknown tongues. There is known tongues and unknown tongues. Uh-huh. That's why the Bible says in, in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, he who speaks in an unknown tongue speaks to God and he edifies himself. Are you with me? Speaking in tongues is praying in the Holy Ghost. So let me make a statement here. If you do not, if you choose not to speak in tongues, I pity you. Let, let, let me, and I'm going to tell you why I pity you. If you choose not to speak in tongues because you are skeptic, you're a skeptic, skepticism, or because, can I say it again, you for your man of God or your woman of God, 
Talks against it. I pity you. Here is why. Let's go to. Here is why. And brothers and sisters, I'm trying to bring it to a close here. Amen. Here is why. Can you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14? Because you're talking about spirit lead me. Spirit lead me. Huh? Without what? That's what we were asking for. Lead us. Take us deep into the waters. Mm -hmm. So we can be sensitive to you. You got 1 Corinthians 14, 39. This is Paul. You know, we, you know, bro, hear me very carefully. Uh, um, spiritual leaders love talking about Paul. They love talking about his revelation and how he was so advanced. He's telling us now why he's so advanced. Paul said in the congregation, he said, Wherefore, brethren, covet to prophesy. Prophesy is the same as preaching and teaching. And he said, Forbid not. He said, don't you stop speaking in tongues. He said, in private at the house, while you're driving, go for it. Go for gold. You, you, uh, the, are you getting what he's saying? Paul is saying the reason why I was able to write two-thirds of the New Testament is not because of my intellect. It's not because of all my studying. No, it's because when I left for Arabia, I come against, I come up, the Holy Ghost revealed to me the importance of speaking in tongues. And he said, that is why, can you go to verse 18 of the same chapter, verse 18, he said, that is why I speak with tongues more than you all. Collectively, Paul spoke more in tongues. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paul speaking tongues more than he speaking in his, in his native language. Collectively, he spoke in tongues more than the entire church. Think about it. And here you have preachers, spiritual leaders, talking about how in, intelligent Paul was, how spiritual he was, and they're downplaying speaking in tongues. They will embrace the doctrine of speaking in tongues. Uh-huh. I got one more for you. One more for you. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Can you. Jude, this is. This is. You got to see it. Jude 1 20. There is only one book. But you beloved. Building up yourselves. On your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Lord. Do, do you feel broken down and beaten up? Start speaking in tongues. And in 30 minutes, you'll be on the mountain top. In 30 minutes, you, you know, sometimes our lives are like yo-yos. You know, like roller coasters. You know, Christian, today I'm up, 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 up. Tomorrow I'm down, down, down. Today I'm up, up. You try. Yeah, yeah. You try Jude 120. It'll change your life. You got a smile on your face like mine. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Glory be to Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I haven't got time to take a thought. I got time to pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. I haven't got time to waste. Are you with me? And if you cannot speak in tongues, brothers and sisters, you're missing out. That's, right. That's why I said I pity you. The Holy Ghost through Paul said, forbid not to speak in tongues. Yeah. Forbid not to speak in tongues. Do not stop speaking in tongues. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than the entire church. 
collectively. And Paul and the Holy Ghost said, said, said to us in Jude, that's how you build yourself on your most holy faith. Come on now. Why wouldn't build yourself? Why wouldn't you build yourself up? Why would we why do we stay down? Think about it. Why wouldn't we stay built up? I remember in 20 in 2015 I had taught as just a brief series on speaking in tongues. And there was a there we had two or three parishioners who had never spoken in tongues and they were from other they were from other denominations who did not believe in speaking in tongues. We spoke about it and I kid you not, I opened the invitation, I made the invitation for anybody who's in the church to come up who could not speak in, speak in tongues. And I was standing here and three of them reached right here and fell out speaking in tongues. I hadn't touched anybody because I told God, this is your church. I'm just, I'm, I'm I know where I'm from, I'm from the country. I don't need to lay hands on anybody. This is your people. I don't, you, don't, I, you don't need me to lay hands. Touch them. And these people came down. Because you see, when you lay hands, people start talking and saying stuff. No, it's in the Bible. I've laid hands on people and they received the gift of speaking in tongues. But that morning, God was so ready. Before they reached the altar, they began speaking. Because they had a mind to receive it. They had a mind to receive it. Many of us, we don't have a mind. Because we're still thinking of, you know, what did my preacher say? Can we stay with the book? Just stay with the book. Stay with the book. It'll be all right. Just stay with the book. And that's why God has God, God had us singing this morning. Spirit, lead me. Where am I what? Yes. But that's beautiful. To trust God without borders. Mm. That's what we need in this last. This last six months of the year. To trust God without borders. But you cannot do that without the empowering of the Holy Spirit. You cannot, it's in, it says, God, I give you praise. Let me, submit, let, let, let me make this submission to you. Saints of God, those of you who are looking and those of you who are here. If you do not have the gift of speaking in tongues, get it quickly. Cleanse your heart and tell God, I'm coming again. I'm starting over again. I've heard a lot of stuff. I've heard a lot of preaching against speaking in tongues. But it's evident from what I read. The Apostle Paul said, mm-hmm. He spoke in tongues more than the entire church. Not in the house of God, but, amen, in private. If it's good for Paul, don't you think it's good for me? So why do you try to disinherit me? At least let me try. Let me try. Don't beat me down before I start trying. Don't get in my way. I need everything I can get from God. Please take time to meditate on the Word and let it sink into your heart and soul and mind today. Knowing that the Christian who meditates on the Word will be like a tree planted by the water, bringing forth fruit in its season and prospering in all that he does. But what if you aren't a Christian today? What if you don't know if you're bound for heaven as a forgiven child of God? If that's you, then let's take care of it right now if you're ready. Do you believe that Jesus died for your sins? Are you ready to be forgiven of your sins and washed clean and made new? Are you ready to begin your new life in Christ? Then turn to God right now and say, Lord, I love you. I need you. I repent of my sins. Lord, please forgive me and wash me clean. 
I receive your forgiveness right now as I put my faith in Jesus as my Savior. God, please lead me and teach me and show me how to live from now on. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. And if you're looking for a good church family, you'll be welcomed with open arms at Imitators of God Ministries, Colossal Vivacious Church in Tallahassee, located at 4750 Capital Circle Southeast near Tram Road. Sunday school begins for all ages at 10 a.m. and the morning service begins at 11 and the Wednesday evening service begins at 7. This is a life-giving, multicultural, multi-generational church where people of all races, backgrounds, and walks of life come together to worship, to be inspired in their love for God, to develop relationships, and to be empowered to live out God's purpose for their lives. Find more information on their website, imitatorsofgodministries.com, or call the church, 850 408 8496.